glory. Brother Jim, we're glad to see you in church today, man. Good for you to be here. Hallelujah. Let's have good church. Brother Jeffrey's going to sing. We're going to have some good preaching. Sing, Brother For many years I have heard about heaven. All the streets of gold, its wondrous beauty rare. And in a little humble church way back yonder, I got a longing, I really wanted to go there. So Come on back and get me, Jesus, for I'm so weary, I'm tired, and Lord, I'm worn. And if it seems that I'm a little over-anxious, this weary To get inside of that city I want to see what waits Behind those jasper walls And I want to tell him just How much I really do love him Spend a million years Thanking him for his amazing grace. So hurry up and come on back and get me, Jesus. For I'm so weary, I'm tired, Lord, I'm worn. And if it seems that I'm over anxious this weary pilgrim is ready to go home I can hardly wait to get inside of that city I want to see what waits behind those How much I really do love him Spent a million years Thanking him for his amazing grace So hurry up Come on back and get me Jesus I'm so weary I'm tired That I'm a little over anxious. This weary pilgrim is ready to 
to get inside of that city. I want to see what waits behind those Jasper walls. And I want to tell him just how much I really do love him. Spend a million years thanking him for his amazing grace. So Come on back and get me Jesus For I'm so weary I'm tired, Lord, I'm worn And if it seems that I'm a little over-anxious The weary pilgrim is ready to go home. For many years I have heard about heaven. All the streets of gold, it's wondrous beauty rare. And in a little humble church way back yonder. I got a longing. I really wanted to go there. So hurry up and come on back and give me Jesus. For I'm so weary. For I'm so weary, I'm tired, Lord, I'm worn. And if it seems that I'm a little over-anxious, this weary pilgrim is ready to go This weary pilgrim is ready to go home. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. We're going to ask Brother Bond if he would come at this time. He's going to testify and talk to us. And you come back tonight and you'll hear some more. And I know he's got something good for us. So we're going to ask him to come at this time. Praise the Lord, everybody. 
Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord with you all tonight, today, rather. Amen. I appreciate uh, the Looper family, your pastor and his family inviting us to come. I certainly feel privileged and honored to be here behind this pulpit, knowing uh, the men of God that have come through and the men uh, that are represented on this platform. It is definitely an honor. I'm so glad to be in the house of the Lord where where God dwells, His presence dwells. Amen. Whatever you need, it's in the house of the Lord today. I'm glad I'm living for Him. Amen. I'm glad I'm not out in the world and doing things of the world, but I'm glad I'm in the church. I'm looking forward to what God's going to do in this place today, this morning. Amen. God bless you so much. <clears throat> Brother Looper's coming, but I told him, I said, Brother Looper, these guys coming to preach that we never heard of, never seen, you never met. I'm scared. He said, Well, he's from Brother Copeland's, right? Brother Tim Copeland. He said, I said, That guy's all right. So, yeah, but we're glad they're here, and, and I know that he's got something good for us to, when he gets started to preach. If you would let's stand, Brother Looper's going to come, and let me, let me say this. I know we were little. Humorous and funny, and but Brother Duplicy seriously had a lot to say in the short time he was up here Wednesday night. I tell you, Brother Duplicy, it, that was good, and I, I mean it's the truth. That's where it's going to have to be, and we thank God for Brother Looper, and we go, we're going to get behind him this morning. We're going to help him preach. Let's have a good church. Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. So thankful for God's goodness, God's mercy, and uh, I'm glad to be in church again today. You can be seated for a few moments. Just kind of stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, jump up and down, run around the church. So... Anyway, whatever God would have for us today, we want to just fit right into the will and the plan of God. And uh, it's good to see everyone that's in God's house today. Good to have Brother and Sister Vaughn and their family here with us today. And uh, he is definitely a man after my own heart. He has girls and no boys. So, uh, Lord bless him. I didn't know that we had so much in common, but... Anyway, we are glad to have them here, and uh, he did come from Brother Copeland's, but I'll tell you what Brother Copeland told me when I called him. He said, tell that man to get home. He don't have any business out trying to preach. He needs to be home now. So with all that said, I don't know what to expect tonight, but uh, no, he was just joking. We are honored that they're here with us today and uh, looking forward to the word of the Lord tonight. We'll be having church Tuesday night and Wednesday night. And uh, make a few announcements. We are having a Golden Eagles is going to be soaring. And when the Golden Eagles soar, they're not going to soar too far away from food. There's going to be food involved when the Golden Eagles start to spread their wings. So if you're 50 and over, or if you wish you were 50, you're about to be 50, or you need to be 50, or whatever. We're going to have an eating meeting at the gym Monday night at 6 o'clock. So uh, bring food with you, and uh, it's going to be kind of a surprise. And Brother Duplessy has said he's going to break out his Dutch ovens and cook us something good in that. So he's just an old cowboy from way back. 
Anybody that can wrestle a 55 Ford all the way from Maine ought to be able to handle those iron pots. So anyway, we are uh, looking forward to that. That'll be tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, so all the Golden Eagles uh, be ready for to uh, to take your flight. So you might want to take a nap during the day where you'll be up to that late night that we're going to have Monday night. So uh, we're going to be here again tonight. Looking forward to the word of the Lord and uh, want to invite someone to the house of God. And it is good to see our guests that are in church tonight, uh, this morning. Excuse me. I'm just saying that by faith that you will be here tonight also. So uh, good to see you in church this morning and uh, looking forward to God doing something great for us today. And children's choir practice tonight at uh, 6.30. Remember that. Uh, well, need to announce that after they all get here, I guess. They're all out buying stuff in the country store today. They're, you'll have all kinds of little trinkets to carry home in your car. So um, the marriage retreat is this Friday. We'll be leaving here. We're taking the van. Anyone that wants to ride on the van, please see my wife after church. We'll be leaving here Friday morning at 8 o'clock, coming back Saturday night. And uh, encourage everyone that can go to go to that. We're going to have a great time in Dallas. Looking forward to it. Also, we took up the offering a little bit early this morning. So if you're a guest here, you can say it is true. Those Pentecostals passed the offering plate at least twice in a service. At the conclusion of service, we're going to take up a special offering for the uh, fun fest we'll be having in October. So uh, I hope that you brought your... Uh, your offering for that. We announced it last Sunday, so need some help paying for that. Everything that we do is free and it's open to the community and uh, we don't want to invite anybody to our house and then charge them for our food and our fun. So we're going to have a great time. Sunday school teacher meeting, I guess I'll announce that after they come in also. And uh, Sister Tot called this morning is in desperate need of prayer. Brother Paul called this morning is in need of prayer. We did get him to Houston. Thank God for that. That was a miracle within itself. And uh, they're trying to do something to help in that situation. So let's remember to pray for them. Pray for that family. Going through a very troublesome time right now. Also, the Thompson family going through a very trying time uh, with Charles Thompson today. So let's keep them in our prayers. He's not expected to make it. And uh, they need all of our prayers. Uh, and uh, so let's remember to pray for them. Also, um, we had to postpone our our uh, summer vacation that we normally take, and we changed it to October because we were so busy through the summer. And uh, with all the young people and all the activities that we had going on, youth camps, camp meetings, and all of that. So uh, we'll be leaving, hopefully plan on it, uh, October the 5th. Going on vacation will be gone over the weekend, coming back the following week. So October the 5th, we'll be leaving town if everything is okay. So uh, anyway, we got a lot of things to be thankful for today. And the main thing that I am thankful for, that I'm in an upright position. And I'm in the house of God and I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I tell you what, it, it don't get any better than that. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, turn to First Chronicles chapter number 15. Chapter number 15. And we'll read a 
few verses of scripture there and uh, want to bring somebody to the house of God with you tonight. How many, how many is going to invite at least one person to God's house tonight? Amen. At least one. I'm going to invite one person. I, I believe we could do a little better than that. I know some of you's got lost children, lost parents, lost in-laws, or some of you might wish you had in-laws that were lost. Um, but all of those things, we got a lot, we've got a lot of people that we can draw from today. So get on the phone, invite someone to the house of God. Go to somebody's house, invite them to the house of God. Uh, if you have children, go to somebody's house, take all your children and tell them you're not leaving until they commit to come to church tonight. First Chronicles chapter 15, verse number 25. So David and the elders of Israel and the captains over thousands went to bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the house of Obed-Edom with joy. They went to bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the house of Obed-Edom and they did it with joy. Skipping to verse number 28. Thus all Israel brought up the ark of the covenant of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the cornet, with the sound, and with trumpets, and with cymbals, making a joyful noise with psaltery and harps. And it came to pass, as the ark of the covenant of the Lord came to the city of David, that Michael, the daughter of Saul, looking out at a window, saw King David dancing and playing, and she despised him in her heart. Now I want to go back to verse number 28. Uh, we know what they were doing. They were bringing the ark of the Lord back to the city of David where it belonged. And they were doing it with all of these different instruments. And the scripture said, making a noise. Making a noise. And you can be seated. I want to preach to you this morning for a few minutes, if the Lord will help me today, and you'll help me. I want to preach to you from this subject, it's time to make some noise. It's time to make some noise. <clears throat> and uh, I preach this by experience. My house is not quiet at all. And uh, I, I walked in one day this week, and uh, we were trying to eat, and everybody was talking at once. I guess I was a little on the edge. I don't know. Uh, sometimes they say I get like that. I really don't notice it. But but uh, anyway, I walked in the house, and we were all trying to eat, and everybody was trying to talk at once. And when everybody starts talking at once, you know what everybody does? They go up a level and uh, then the next one goes up another level and the next one goes up another level. And before it's over, you can't hear much of anything but a bunch of carrying on. And finally, I just said, could everybody just be quiet just for a moment? Noise. Noise is not something that's always good. Uh, my, my mother was uh, she <laughs> she was always on the edge. And uh, she would come to the house 
And my kids, I told them, I said, you know, she was sick and she wasn't feeling good. And that makes you a little more irritable, I guess. But I can remember when I was a child and she was in good health. She was a little irritable every once in a while. Uh, but but anyway, I uh, she had come to the house and I'd say, look, Mama, I said, now, you know, it's going to be loud. And you know the kids is going to be running in and out of the house and they're going to be having a good time. I said, now when they're misbehaving, I don't mind spanking their backside. I said, but I can't do it when they're just being kids having fun. She said, but every once in a while you need to make them sit down and be quiet. I said, well, you know, (laughs) I don't know. But noise seemed to get on her nerves every once in a while. And uh, I, I know that that people make different kinds of noise for different kinds of reasons. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> there, is, there is cheering. People make a noise in cheering. There is, today, there's a lot of uh, going on about people playing different kinds of sports. And a lot of people's God, I guess, has started up in the last few weeks. But... But there is what they call a home field advantage. And uh, some people call it home field advantage. It's been called the 12th man. And uh, it is practically what it is. It's noise. It's people cheering for you. There is something about uh, when somebody is cheering for you, it makes the noise a little more bearable. And uh, I, I've never, I, I've often wondered this, that, that when, when somebody is playing a sport, uh, they have all the crowd cheering for the home team. Well, there's so much noise, the home team can't hear or do what they want to do either. And, uh, but the difference is the cheering is all for you. So it makes a big difference in what direction the cheering is going. People think, and uh, I have been to different kind of churches where they think that, that we ought to kind of be quiet and formal and, and uh, kind of relaxed atmosphere when you come to church. I don't, you know, I, I want you to enjoy yourself when you come to church. Don't get so relaxed that you're just at church and not really at church. Uh, but people think that church is a place to be quiet. And I, I've noticed that people, when they come to a Pentecostal church, and uh, they might not be too surprised this morning, but but they're all surprised about how loud everybody is with their clapping and everybody singing and everybody uh, worshiping God. And, and uh, every once in a while, somebody screams out hallelujah or praise God or our uh, preach it brother hint 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 <clears throat> preach it brother Woo, that sounds good I believe I will and uh, so they are kind of amazed and children are amazed when they come to Pentecostal churches because it's more of of a get involved atmosphere that's just that's just the way that we know how to have church that it's a time when you come together to get involved in what is going on <clears throat> and uh, the, joy, the 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 scripture says something about making noise and and uh, it, it in in fact it says many many times I, I looked up as I was studying in the word of God I believe 70 times that that noise according to 
making a noise is mentioned in the Bible some 70 times, 70 different scriptures. And uh, the scripture says in Psalms chapter 33 and verse number 3, the scripture says, Sing unto the Lord a new song. Play skillfully. That doesn't mean our, our music is supposed to sound like a bunch of noise. We need to practice more to be more proficient and, and better at what we're doing. It said play skillfully with a loud noise. You don't have to be intimidated and timid when you come to church. You can do it with a loud noise. Psalm 66 and 1 says make a joyful noise unto God all ye lands. Make a joyful Noise. Noise. I believe that God loves it when you're cheering for Him. <clears throat> Amen. The scripture says in Psalms chapter 81 and verse number 1, it says, Sing aloud unto God our strength. Sing aloud unto Him because He is our strength. Make a joyful noise unto God the God of Jacob, unto the God of Jacob. Psalms 101. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. That means, I believe that means everybody. That means young. That means old. That means middle age. That means whatever category that you fit in. That means well. That means sick. That means healthy, unhealthy. That means saved. It says make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye land, everybody make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be perfect to make a joyful noise unto God. A lot of people say, oh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not exactly what I ought to be, so I, I need to say, let me tell you, you will never be worthy to praise God. But there is something about you making a joyful noise unto God that God just absolutely loves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms 98 and verse number 4, the scripture says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Everybody, everybody, everything, all the earth. I, I look, uh, when you wake up early in the morning, I, I like to go in the woods and, and enjoy it early in the morning. I, I don't like evening time because evening time is kind of depressing to me. And uh, because everything's going to sleep, everything's, everything's dying off, a day is passing and, and it's getting dark and I don't like darkness. <clears throat> but, uh, but I have a scripture for that. Now if you like darkness, the scripture said men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. So you need to wake up in the morning and enjoy oh, the beautiful smell of coffee. Lord, I never thought I'd be old enough to enjoy that, but I kind of look forward to that. And, uh, I, you know, <coughs> I, <laughs> I've gotten old all of a sudden. I get up, I get my cup of coffee, I get the newspaper, and I start reading the newspaper. I remember my grandpa doing that. Lord, have mercy. And uh, 
But but you go out and you you're man, you're in the woods or oh, sitting in the front of a bass boat. Lord, how mercy, how wonderful it is. And you hear the birds are chirping and man, the world, the world just waking up and everybody praising God in their own little way. And uh, the birds are singing glory and praises to God. I just want to say, Lord, I thank you for just allowing me to be out here on this water. And, uh, I, you know, just just everybody, the scripture said, and all the earth make a loud noise. Don't be timid about making a noise unto God. And rejoice and sing praise. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Amen. There is something to be said about God's people making a noise unto God. <clears throat> I, I read this morning in our hearing about David and, uh, he, he had a desire and this was his desire. His, his main desire was to build a temple for the ark of the Lord, but God would not allow him to do so. So he, he had another desire and that was to bring the ark of God back to the city of David. And, uh, the scripture are, are in looking at the ark of God of what the ark was. It was called the ark of the covenant. It was called the ark of God. It was called uh, a, a lot of different things in the scripture. But it was made of shittim wood. It was 45 inches in length. It was uh, 27 inches across and it was 27 inches high. This ark of wood was overlaid inside and out with pure gold. And it was a, it was a place where the glory of God dwelt in Old Testament times. And it was, it was set behind curtains. Not everybody could go in to the holiest, what was considered or named the holiest of holies. But, but one time a year, the priest could go in and it was, it was an amazing thing. I'm sure as he would come out from being in the presence of the Almighty God. And what David was doing, the Ark of the Covenant was taken captive by the Philistines. And, and as, as they went out to war, as the children of Israel went out to war, uh, years before David ever become king, before Saul was king, that they were being overtaken by the Philistines and uh, they they decided in themselves that they would go get the Ark of the Covenant. And the priests brought the Ark of the Covenant out to the battlefield and it did not do any good because of the evil that was going on in that time. So the enemy took the Ark of the Covenant. There was uh, there's a lot of stories to go along with what happened to them and what began to take place and and finally they put the ark on a cart and they turned uh, the animals loose and they they just wanted to get the ark away from them because their gods were not able to stand up in the presence of the ark of the covenant signifying the glory and the presence of God 
So as it went back, it was kept in a certain place for years. It is amazing to me that Saul never made an attempt to go get the Ark of the Covenant, which was the glory of God, which is a different message all in itself. But when David got to the place where it was his opportunity, he went after the Ark of the Covenant, and he didn't know what he was supposed to do, and he did it a little wrong, and God was not pleased, and a man lost his life over it. And it dwelt in the house of Obed-Edom for, for some times. And so, so David got together and they started studying uh, the scripture to see what was supposed to be done about bringing and transporting the Ark of the Covenant. So they found out that it was supposed to be carried by the priest. So David set up the time of consecration and all, all of Israel was excited. I don't know if anybody was quite as excited as David was, but they were all excited about bringing the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem where it so rightfully uh, belonged. Signifying, I, I believe that this was a type and a shadow of what was to take place in Jerusalem uh, sometime later. But but here in First Chronicles chapter 15 and verse number 28, it says, Thus all Israel brought up the ark of the covenant of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the cornet and with trumpets and with cymbals making a noise with psaltery and harp. What were they doing? They were having a jubilee. Why were they having a jubilee? Because they were bringing back the glory of God to the place where it belonged. They were making a noise. And David, the scripture signifies that he would take a few steps. He would throw off his royal robe and he would dance before God. And uh, we find that as he got to a place where Michael was looking out the window, as they were entering into Jerusalem, bringing back the glory of God, that she looked out and she began to say, how glorious was the king this day. How that he has made a fool of himself in front of all the house of Israel. Amen. But you know what God done? God cursed her. That she was not able to bear any children. I tell you today that if the church shuts up its praise, we will shut up our womb to bring forth babies into the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Noise is something that a lot of people are making. There's been a lot said about uh, people protesting what uh, uh, the president and many others are trying to change the health care operation. And many people are protesting. They call them angry mobs, I guess, because they disagree with the Messiah. But not to get too political today, but uh, Messiah, that's that's 
very low. That's what they think that he is anyway. But he is not the Messiah. I know the Messiah. And uh, so, so here they called them angry mobs. They had a protest on, on Washington uh, just a few days ago. You didn't hear much about it because it was headed in the wrong direction for uh, popular opinion today. Protesting uh, taxation without representation. And, and uh, they've had what they call the Tea Parties. People making a noise, standing up in the face of opposition saying, We don't want this and this is not what we want. We want our country back. Amen. And I don't know about you today, but I don't want government's finger in my business. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. I believe I believe America was 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 put together on the freedom. Less governments, better government. Smaller governments, better government. And uh, so so let let private companies run things. Okay, so let's let's get off of that. But but making a noise, people are making different noises. It is time that the church stands up and starts making a noise for what you believe. Amen. We are allowing. Hallelujah. We are allowing the so-called mainstream and the so-called world that we live in dictate what the church does. And, and all the church is supposed to be timid and, and not say anything. And we're supposed to always be easy to get along with. And, and I believe all of that. But there comes a time where the church of the living God has got to stand up in the face of a movement that is charismatic. That anything goes and say, hey, I don't know about you, but I'm going to make a noise here some way, somehow. Amen. Amen. I believe that the church is still a holiness church. Hallelujah. I believe that God's people still a holiness people. Amen. I believe that we're still supposed to live a separated life from the lifestyles of the world. Hollywood don't dictate what the church operates. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So here we have them bringing in the Ark of the Covenant. Everybody is making a noise. They're there, there's a shout going on. There's excitement going on. There, man, they're having a jubilee. It's a great time. And then the scripture goes to, to, uh, let's go to the New Testament and let's talk about what happened on the day of Pentecost. Now, the scripture said, talking about the spirit of truth in John chapter 14, uh, there's a lot said about what is to happen and what is to take place. And, and Jesus was explaining to his disciples some of the things that they were going to experience when he was gone. And in John chapter 14 and verse number 17, the scripture said, even the spirit of truth, this is what you're going to receive, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. This was a promise that Jesus was making to his disciples, to his uh, going to be New Testament church. And we find in Acts chapter 1, the scripture says in verse number 4 and 5, 
When Jesus had taken them to a place before he ascended up into heaven and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. What he told his disciples, he said, you're not ready to spread out just yet. I want you to go back to Jerusalem and wait for the promise that I told you about in John chapter 16 and John chapter 14. Amen. So all of his disciples gathered together in a place known as the upper room in Jerusalem. It was a time of Pentecost, which was just a feast day. And they were all gathered together and the scripture said in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 1 when the day of Pentecost was fully come they were all with one accord in one place this is what happened and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house now listen very closely it filled all the house where they were sitting. They were just sitting there, relaxed. All of a sudden, something began to take place. And something began to happen. They had some of the looks like some of you's got this morning. Clip, 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 clip. Come on. There's probably texting one another. No, probably not. But the scripture said the house where they were sitting. Come on. They was kind of, oh man, what are you waiting? Well, we're just waiting. What, what are we waiting on? We really don't know what we're waiting on. We're just really just waiting. Well, what, what's going to happen? What do you think's going to happen? And I can surely imagine as they were having different conversations about what they thought was going to take place. And all of a sudden, the scripture said there began to be a sound of a rushing mighty wind. My Lord, what's taking place? What's going on? What's happening? And, and all of a sudden, as a wind began to fill the house, then it was filled with the, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared under them cloven tongues, like as a fire, and it set up on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, the scripture said, and they began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwellers at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now, when this was noise abroad, when all of a sudden, when they were sitting still, just minding their own business, when the Holy Ghost fell, something began to change. Something began to take place. I want to tell you, when the church 
Get the Holy Ghost to moving. You can't just keep your seat. You can't just sit back and relax. Amen. The scripture said, now when this was noise abroad, one commentator said that the noise of a mighty clap of thunder. Amen. People have different ideas and different opinions, but one said the noise of a mighty clap of thunder and a sound of rushing big wind alarmed the whole city and they came running to the upper room to see what was about to take place. I want to tell you today, it's time that the church make some noise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not really interested in a series of services. I'm not really interested in a series of sermons. Amen. It's time that we stand up and get the moving of the Holy Ghost like they had on the day of Pentecost and say it's time for all apostolic Holy Ghost revival in God's house. Hallelujah. It's time for somebody to get loose in the Holy Ghost and get your mind made up, devil. I didn't come here to sit on a pew, but I come to get what I need from God. I come to get victory in my soul. I came to get deliverance in my home. I came to see my lost loved ones saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's time for somebody to make some noise in God's house. It's time for somebody to get your mind made up. Now is my time to have revival. Now we can go through the motions if you want to, but I refuse the motions. Even I've got my mind made up. I come to get what I need from God. I've got my mind made up. I'm going to pray for revival. I'm going to worship until it happens. When it's not happening, I'm still going to praise God. I'm still going to lift Him up. I'm still going to magnify Him. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You can be seated for a few moments. Is it amazing what happened in Jerusalem a few thousand years before? As they were bringing back the Ark of the Covenant. I believe it was just a shadow of what was going to happen in Jerusalem some 2,000 years later. When all of a sudden the Holy Ghost was being poured out. What brought it into effect and what was going on when it was happening was the same thing that was going on in the Old Testament. Amen. They were singing, glorifying, and magnifying God. And they were making a noise unto the Lord. We're not serving a timid God. We're not serving a God that gets nervous when something starts happening. Amen. But when you listen at God, you're going to hear a loud voice. Amen. You're going to hear the rolling thunder. Amen. God is powerful. God is mighty. And it's time that the church of the living God stand up and say, I come to make some noise. I come to make some noise. I come to worship God. I 
in his house. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. What I seem to think was happening was they were hearing the praises of God's people. Amen. They were hearing the noise that God's people were making in the upper room. All of a sudden, what was what was very quiet for days, all of a sudden it took a different turn. And it went in the totally opposite direction. And they began to come. And when they got to the upper room, they seen men staggering around. They seen men falling on the floor. They seen men speaking in other tongues, speaking in some strange language. They seen all kinds of things happening that they had never seen before. Somewhere in, in time, since David's time of worshiping and dancing for God, somewhere between then and the New Testament when the Holy Ghost fell. They lost the form of worship and praising God. Amen. Church was no longer an exciting time. It was just a time where you go to the temple, you buy a sacrifice that don't cost you much of anything and you offer it for God. Before it was when you come to the temple of God, you brought that lamb that you have raised, that one that you had took care of, that one that was the very best and very dearest out of your flock and you brought them worshiping to the house of God. Amen. So many times we have lost the effect of our worship in church. Amen. We give God a little glory. Hallelujah. That don't cost very much. Amen. But what it's got to do, it's got to come from the very deepest point of your heart. It's got to come from down deep inside of you where you are lifting up and praising and magnifying with everything that is within you. We have learned how to juke with the music, keep in time, do our little shuffle, and do our little thing, and go, Lord, have mercy, let's make it before somebody else beats us to the restaurant. But when the Holy Ghost fell, in the upper room, I don't think that they were excited about leaving. I don't think they were all in a big hurry saying, Brother Peter, would you hurry up? My stomach is growling and I got to go get something to eat before the Baptist beat me to the restaurant. Amen. But no, they were all concerned about my Lord. I have never felt anything like this. When you first felt the Holy Ghost, how exciting it made you. I could just worship all day long. But what has changed? I tell you today that God has not changed. God is still looking for a church that's got their mind made up. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to make a joyful noise. Hallelujah. I believe somebody ought to just step out by faith and say, God, I'm going to make a joyful noise under you right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody can do better than that this morning. Somebody's got a bigger praise for God this morning. Somebody can do better than that this morning. Oh, I've got to have a moving of the Holy Ghost. 
God. Praise God. Praise God. Is that all you got today? Is that as great as your God is? Amen. Is that as powerful as your God is? Come on, somebody from the bottom of your heart. Why don't you shake off those chains that's got you bound? Why don't you stand up and magnify and glorify God? I'm tired of being down and out. I'm tired of scraping the bottom. I've got to be a mind. I'm going to get what I need from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I am a firm believer that when the church of the living God starts making a noise unto God, it will be abroad in this community. They'll know something is going on down there at the church. You don't have to, you don't have to get people to volunteer to, 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 to follow a fire truck. The people that's following the hearse is the one that is compelled to. But people will stop what they're doing, get in their vehicle, Leave their job to jump in a truck to go see where the fire truck's going. And when we get a fire burning in the first Pentecostal church, I want to tell you revival is there to be had. We've just got to make up in our mind, God, I'm going to have a revival. God, I'm going to have a revival. God, I'm going to see somebody filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to see somebody delivered. I'm going to see somebody set free. I'm going to have revival in my midst. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's time. It's time that the church make a noise unto God. That the community, when they drive down the road, my Lord, have mercy. Every once in a while we get a little excited and open the doors and run around the front of the church. It may not be all called for, but it's just so hot it can't keep it inside. And that's what was going on on the day of Pentecost. As the Holy Ghost began to fill the upper room, the upper room could not contain it. Amen. That this building cannot contain the power and the glory of God that we are able to produce in the house of God. When we come with our mind made up, God, I want to see my mama saved. God, I want to see my brother saved. God, I want to see my child saved. God, I want to see my husband saved. God, I want to see my my loved ones come to the house of God. Amen. And we start generating in here and we start producing a moving a place that the Spirit of God can move in. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. This word noise. And I'm just about through. Say, come, Sister Stephanie, is she here? Come get me a song, please. Amen. This, this word noise. In the Hebrew taken from 1 Chronicles chapter 15 and verse number 28, 
it simply means to, I got a ring up here, Brother Steve, simply means to proclaim. It means to publish. It means to report. It simply means to be a witness. When you take noise out of, in the Greek, out of Acts chapter 2 and verse number 6, it says to be found, be published, to cause, to be generated. Amen. What does a generator do? It produces power. And when we start, when we start making a noise unto God from what is going on, you, you, you know, you make a noise from what is happening and what is taking place and what you're feeling. How many has ever been shocked before? Woo! Yeah! It don't take you long to, to react when you feel that power source flowing through your body. And, 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 uh, you know, you don't have to tell somebody, hey, you just got shot. You ought to scream. No. You, you just do it automatically. Somebody come up and scare you. Boo! What do you do? <laughs> you don't have to tell somebody, now when I scare you, jump. It just automatically happens when you start tapping into the power of God. Nobody has to tell you, hey, I feel the Holy Ghost. Why don't you? You feel the Holy Ghost. You can, you can tell by the expression on their face. Something just happened. Amen. I, I remember a few, few weeks ago when Sister Amanda prayed through to the Holy Ghost. I, I told my wife and she looked at me and said, did you see that? I said, yeah, I seen it. Amen. I, you know, there was, I could see it when it happened. Amen. The expression that changed on her face. And it does the same thing to the children of God, the church of God. When the Holy Ghost begins to move, I've got to tell somebody. I've got to be a witness. I've got to spread it. I've got to generate it. I've got to tell somebody. I've got to get on the phone. I've got to call somebody. Come to revival. The Holy Ghost is moving. God's saving people. God's delivering people. God is healing people in God's house. When the church begins to make a noise, the whole community is going to know there's something going on down there at that church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What are you going to do, David? When the world tells us now, used to, they look down upon us for our shouting, wildfire, all kinds of different things they would call us. But now, as you see, the denominal world has kind of tapped into this praise business. Woo! You know, besides, besides doing some good, uh, you know, it's kind of entertaining and fun. I have fun when I'm worshiping God. I don't know about you. It makes me happy. Don't make me mad. It makes me happy. Man, when I start feeling the glory of God, the, the, the denominal world said, hey, you know what we need is a little bit of this praise business. Let's, let's get us some praise, praise dancers. And they, they do their little thing, but there ain't nothing that can take the place of that Holy Ghost that happened in the second chapter of the book of Acts. Oh my goodness, they didn't have anybody up there 
teaching Brother Peter. Now you stick this foot out and then you stick this one out and then you stick your arms out and you shake them all about. No, no, no. It was generated by the power of the Holy Ghost. Wow! Something just happened. Wow! I can't explain it, but something isn't happening to me. Amen. The Holy Ghost is real today. Why don't somebody try to tap into it right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything that has praise the Lord. Let every voice his praises sing. For God is great and he's greatly to be praised. Let everything praise the King of Kings. Oh, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Oh, God is great. Oh, 